ओम ज्ञान निरंधस्यानशलाकाय Why is Bhakti a science? Well, that I was explaining this morning is that there are certain procedures to be followed which give predictable results. Just like uh, to give a very simple example, same thing I said it all this morning. Very simple example that if you uh, mix acid with alkali, there's a reaction. And salt and water are formed. A kind, a particular kind of salt and water. It's predictable. And uh, similarly, by, for instance, by uh, processing oil in various ways, then different kinds of uh, mixtures can be produced, such as kerosene and plastics and nylon, petrol. So, in the same way, bhakti is a science. There are certain procedures to be followed, and if one follows, then the effect will be is predictable. The effect is predictable. That if you chant Hare Krishna, take Krishna prasad, associate with devotees, and try to serve Krishna, then you'll become ecstatic. And if you make offences to devotees, and Don't chant attentively, and then you'll remain in material consciousness. So in this way, bhakti is a science. Is chanting of the holy name a, a service to Krishna? Certainly, it's the entrance to service. When we chant Hare Krishna, we are asking Krishna, please engage me in your service. And Krishna becomes pleased when his name is chanted. So in that way, also, it's a service. Yeah, just please try and move in this way. Because more people will become Muslim. Shri Prabhupada is installed as a murti on the altar. When we offer food, shall we offer it to Krishna or to Shri Prabhupada? Prabhupada explained that we have to offer everything to Krishna through Guru. So Prabhupada gave a simple method for offering prasad by saying. First of all, Guru Pranam mantras, then Pranam mantras to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then to Krishna. With the with the understanding that we are offering to Krishna, but we cannot offer directly. We have to offer through Guru. So actually, we are offering to Krishna, but we bring it to Guru Prabhupada to offer up through the parampara to Krishna. How to be with meals, taking a meal. Uh, at at friend's place or at relative's place where there is no prasad. Try to avoid. Or otherwise you can explain to them about prasadam and then before you take you offer it to Krishna. But actually devotees should be very careful about what they eat because if we eat food cooked by non-devotees then the non-devotional uh, influence will come also. Is it possible to, to place a uh, The, the mortis of demigods on the altar, if they are worshipped not as, not for material purpose, and uh, but as um, great Vaishnavas, uh, with the only intention to ask for their favor, blessings to help in devotional service to the Lord. This is not recommended by our Acharya, because there may there may be different reasons for this. One reason is that. 
we may say we're not worshipping the demigods for material motives, but the tendency is towards that. Another thing is if you're going to if you're going to bring Shiva and Ganesh and Indra and Chandra and Surya and so on. Mm-hmm. If if you're yeah, going to bring then. Shiva, then, you know, then then why not bring uh, Ambarish Maharaj, Pralad Maharaj, Yudhishthira Maharaj, and so much. Mm. So therefore, we worship the Acharyas who represent all the other great devotees. Krishna states in Srimad Bhagavatam, Sarva Deva Maya Guru. Guru is the representative of all the demigods and all the great devotees. All pursue their path towards Krishna and all have their choice either to follow the path to, uh, leading to Krishna or not. Uh, the one who has uh, the one who has such a choice will not <coughs> reach its, his destination, Krishna. Uh, only the one uh, will reach its, the destination who has no choice. Because it means if one has a choice whether to go to follow this path to Krishna or not, then he will not reach the destination. This is the st- statement. The question will I be later. Means we have we have cho- we have a choice whether to go to Krishna or not to go. Yeah. So, but uh, this ch- it means that if we have this choice, we will not re- we will never reach Krishna, attain Krishna. Well, there is no logic. There is just statement. <laughs> This is this is only the beginning. And well, it's a bad beginning. <laughs> Long ago, I heard that uh, during initiation, Namadiksha, uh, a devotee should should be wearing clothes without any <coughs> knots or uh, stitching. Yeah. If it is so, then why why is it so? It is so, but it's not always followed, especially uh, difficult for ladies not to have any. Men, maybe they can do, but for ladies, they should have some stitched cloth also. <coughs> the uh, in Vedic culture, the, the tailor is considered to, that's considered to be low caste. So, for that reason, stitch cloth is not recommended for uh, holy, for sacred function. It's not such an important consideration. There's also an idea that stitching it makes some something fancy and nice, whereas if you just have, you just wrap plain cloth and it's very simple. As much as possible, the uh, pujaris they should also be without sewn cloth. When do you start to? Uh seriously treat or regard your disciple without any leniency without any leniency so how a disciple can recognize it there always has to be some leniency I hope I hope the right you got the right leniency means a little yeah 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 but here it is yeah means there has to be some if you, if the disciple is to be rejected for a minor mistake, then everyone will be rejected. So some leniency always has to be there. So there's never a case of no leniency. But uh, 
we reciprocate with disciples according to the to the way they approach